airing the Addisons. Well, let me say this as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Aaron Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. Uh, Sherry B. and Jay Mack are on tap, and uh, we appreciate them helping us uh, navigate this show and, and bring this podcast and everything to you. So uh, make sure you say hey to them when you see them. No, oh, my kid, you're <laughs> oh, not going to see them. And one, and one, con- one correction I didn't tell you. We're going to have Uh-oh. our brother Richard. He's holding the phone. Oh, down. so Sherry B. is not in Studio CC. I think she's going to be going all week. You know, there's nothing like just carrying out business like on the live <laughs> program. I think that's what we should do. Like instead of just sending emails and just working like, you know, inner office emails, I think we should just discuss everything like on the air. By the way, did you also respond to that last email from the sister who wanted to know? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just carry spot. it all out. Yeah, I, I, well, no, I, I, I don't have anything specific. I just figure we should work openly. That way we kill two birds with uh, sure. two stones. Why not? Did you? Okay, I said two <laughs> birds with two stones. Anyways, all right. Hey, listen, Will the Great. Yes. Um, let's get into um, all of our, as, as our brother Lonnie used to call it, housekeeping. Mm-hmm. The Marriage Family Life Conference yes. is like, oh my goodness. Look, right? if, if you desire is to it, come to the Marriage yes. Family Life Conference, you need to register uh-huh. now. Because uh, quite honestly, we're going to have to uh, cut off you know, registration at some yeah. point. So yeah. uh, th- this is not the point yet. So if okay. you desire to be a part of this conference, want to come to this conference, go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net, and register there. Uh, you can see a, a, a layout of the conference, how it would look, also the, the youth apologetics track with mm-hmm. the topics and the, uh, the, uh, the sessions will be. But, uh, man, you want to register now. Yeah. And, look, let me say something. I think there are people who know our personalities now, that if they hear me, they're like, oh, Mickey's dramatic, whatever. <laughs> but you know Will. You know that he's Look. not, right? So you know that there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Listen. That for for that to be the, if you're planning on coming, go ahead and make your decision now. Yes. Uh, because that that actually, it just is a fact. There is that we are nearing the cutoff number where we just cannot have any more people. Yes. We just can't. Yes. And it's a wonderful problem to have. It's still kind of sad, though, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, Because like, you is. think, like, you know. I don't know if you're saying that, well, I guess we won't say the number that is the cutoff, but it's a sad problem to have, but it's also exciting because so many people have responded yes. to this apologetics conference for parents and children. That's right. That's it's not right. just bring your children and, and we'll see what they can get, but there is a targeted track for them. That's right. So you are being equipped and your kids are being equipped concurrently. So it's That's happening right. at the same time. And That's and right. I think that that makes us one of that's unique. The only conferences to do this, if not yeah. the only one to yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, people are responding to it, and I am so excited. I, I just can't wait to see what the Lord does. And I'm hoping that parents will look back on it and find it a worthy investment of not only their resources, but their time. Yes. That, that you know, that it's because for some people, they're, they're going to be traveling quite a distance. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and look, 
Will the Great and I know. We've traveled quite a distance to be places. Yes. And sure. even that right there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just being in the car. Oh, man. With you, your people. You make great memories, you know. There's a lot, sure. of, a lot of fun things that happen. Some tense sure. moments, you know, but that's sure. <laughs> but that's all a part of the experience. Yeah. Right? You know, you know, you you know, you have one of those like just sturdy, righteous families when <laughs> you kind of like fight over driving because you know that when you're driving, there are just things you can't do. Yeah. Hey, hey I'm <laughs> occupied. I cannot uh, give. I can't give a juice box a, out. I can't I'm do sorry. It. No, you know, sorry. My hands can't. are on the wheel. I I'm can't. sorry. Don't distract yeah. the driver. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you're like, oh, man, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm driving. Ask hey. mom. Hey. Ask your mother. Yes. Uh, anyways, so, yeah, so marriagefamilylife.net, you know, pray about it and let the Lord lead you. And once you arrive at that decision that you feel like the Lord has, you know, led you to go in that direction, then just register Yeah. Um, so that you can be a part of it because we will have to shut it down. Do it now. Just, Do it now. We just will have to. Marriagefamilylife.net. Um, all right. Will the Great. Yes. You do not disappoint. So here we are, Uh-oh. fresh off celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and thinking about uh-huh. what this means for us as Christians. Um, the kids and I were talking about this even yes. earlier this morning. Well, let right? me let we're you talking- know that uh, our brother Abraham Hamilton III has walked into the building as well. Please mic him up. Part- uh, mic he's, he's him up. He's, up. He's, uh, Is he ready to uh, go? Yeah, he's, he's mic'd up. Okay, good. Well, (laughs) then you guys know how we do radio. It's reality radio, right? So you don't need to be, well, actually, with respect, (laughs) we will formally introduce him. But even if we had not, he could just start talking, two solids. He could just start talking. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah. He needs no introduction. (laughs) The one who needs no introduction. Uh, The host of the Hamilton Corner heard weekdays on AFR, uh, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Also viewed Fridays, I want to say, on NRB TV. Yes. Um, he is also a local pastor and teacher and then also travels teaching um, when proximity lets him because we just were kind of protective and yeah. selfish in that way. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. He's a homeschooling dad and a uh, close friend uh, to our family or of our family. Uh, we love him so much. He's a cousin. Yeah, pretty much. I yes. learned now that I need to go back and say not, not like literally a cousin. <laughs> oh man, they have some people because there are people who are confused. Well, they're like think, I think they're related. Yeah, they say oh, that's Miki's brother. <laughs> I kind of almost want to leave it that way. I know. I I kind of almost want to leave it because I feel like it Miki. makes me a little bit better. Like if that if I say that's my brother, you know, does it Abe? Say, does yeah, it increase in my stock? Like okay, yeah, it, it increases mine. <laughs> You're crazy. Listen, listen, I'm glad that you've joined us because we already planned to have you on. Um, there was one article that I was looking at last week and I thought, man, if uh, if Baltimore is doing something different, um, Baltimore has made the decision that they're no longer going to prosecute uh, prostitution, drug possession and other low level, quote unquote, low level offenses. And, and I was looking at this and I was like, man, let's talk about the spiritual legal um, implications of this. And who better to talk to about this than a former prosecutor, one Abraham Hamilton, the third. But then but then your brother, Will the Great, as he does, fresh off our celebrating our risen Lord, Abe. All right. He wants to send us a tweet from the reverend with a T, Raphael Warnock. Now. I I'm going to I'm just going to read the tweet that was later deleted. Mm-hmm. OK, 
But let's go with on this the law of the law of first tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> the law of first tweeting. Um, there, you 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 said what you meant, mm-hmm. right? You deleted it because you got some pushback. But if if we go with the law of first tweet, you said what you meant. This is what you actually thought, or people working for you actually thought that this was something that you would approve of. Either way, it's bad, right? Yeah. So I want us to talk about this first. And then talk about what's going on in Baltimore. And and I think these things kind of all kind of fold into each other. Like this is this is the time that we're living in. So for our listeners, I will read the tweet and then I will over to you guys to kind of comment and talk about why this is problematic. Um, okay. Raphael Warnock, in case people are not familiar, uh, Democratic U.S. Senator from Georgia, pastor of Atlanta's Ebenezer Baptist Church. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what he tweeted out on yesterday. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> quote, quote, the meaning of Easter is more transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. Whether you are a Christian or not, through a commitment to helping others, we are able to save ourselves wow. in quote. The meaning of um, Easter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, First, let me do this. I want to give huge props and huge credit to um, Jenna Ellis, President Trump's former lawyer. Yeah. Because she was on this, right? She was on this like corn on the cob. (laughs) And and so she tweeted out, she tweeted out that um, that this was a false gospel and heresy. Mm. She's absolutely (laughs) right. (laughs) <laughs> She's absolutely right. And this is what she further. Furthermore, she said, quote, we cannot save ourselves. Come on. The absolute truth and only meaning of Easter that matters mm. is the literal physical resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we must accept him as Lord and Savior. She also advised that uh, Warnock would uh, read Romans. <laughs> this is drop but, the mic. <laughs> yes, that's what I would imagine. But wait. And I know I said I was going to, but just one more thing, just so Mm -hmm. you guys are fully loaded and ready to go. Not only that, MSNBC's Joy Reid got in on this. And so Joy Reid tweeted out, and and listen to this, right? Joy Reid tweeted out in defense of Warnock. Wow. It's It's like, oh, no, don't look now. Your lack of knowledge is showing. And right. I'm trying to be generous here, right? It's like that. So here was, here was Joy Reid's tweet. This is what she said. Quote, this lady is literally calling the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church, <laughs> the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s church, a heretic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she continued, quote, this actually happened today. Madam, I'm going to take at Reverend Warnock's take as a pastor and a scholar on the word over yours, if you don't mind End quote, I'm just going to say one thing and then for sure. Okay. I think therein lies the problem for so many. Mm. It's taking someone's take mm. on the word. Mm. Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Instead of Rather, taking the come word. On. <laughs> come on. Come, okay. So, so gentlemen, we have a little bit of a situation here. <laughs> Do yeah, we go with the terrible. law of first tweeting and say that this is what uh, Reverend Warnock meant? Mm-hmm. Or do we say that was a problem? Um, a low-level employee tweeted it out and um, no, was no, reprimanded. No. I'm not giving that much uh, okay. leeway. No, it, it's definitely a problem. And I think what he 
tweeted first is what he meant. Yeah. He has no understanding of the gospel. Uh-huh. You know, like this is heresy. This is crazy. It is, absolutely. You know, and so, man, Joy, what's her name? Reed? She Reed. Should, she MSNBC, should not have said Joy anything Reed. at all. Like she just, she looks foolish for mm-hmm. her for her comments. And I just want to give props to Ellis, Jenna Ellis. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I what I think. You know, he needs to read his Bible. I don't, <laughs> I don't care if he's the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is not the gospel. No. No, absolutely not. So you're telling Abraham? me the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church has questionable understanding of the doctrine of Christ's divinity? Mm. See, mm. see, bro? <laughs> huh? <laughs> see? I'm afraid to answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just let that one just, just rest. It, it, it is, um, wow. I hope, honestly, this is my honest heart condition on this issue. Yeah. I hope Raphael Warnock, tweeted in error and deleted it because he realized the error. Now, that would be me extending a whole... Uh, a whole lot. Copious. I mean... Copious, <laughs> yes. Copious amounts. Oh, crazy. Like the gallon like, bucket size, dude. hot sausage bucket size okay, of yes, grace yes. Mm-hmm. to Raphael Warnock because when you take Good into grief. consideration his history yeah. as being a proponent of liberation theology, yeah. a student and later defender and apologist for... Uh, Jeremiah Wright. Jeremiah Wright. Yep. This tweet would be consistent yeah. with other public statements mm-hmm. that Raphael Warnock has said before he became an elected official. There you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. And other things he said that he had not taken down before he became an elected official. It would seem to me that if I were simply analyzing this as a, a rational human being, that Raphael Warnock's tweet would be because of the political fallout from his tweet, not mm. the thought and sentiment expressed by the tweet. So what what do you think what do you think is and I know we're gonna have to get to this on the other side of the break, but I think this is worth us kind of discussing this because I would like to know what you think the political fallout would be. Are you saying that this would um, kind of rattle Warnock's black constituents? Like yes. are you saying that there's a certain <laughs> You know, like that's just a bridge too far. Yes, yeah? I think some of his constituency got having gotten wind of his heretical beliefs concerning the divinity of Jesus Christ, specifically on the day of the resurrection that's celebrated across Come the on, world. Man. Come on, would be a bridge too far for him politically, but I think he really expressed what he really believes. Okay, all right. So let's pick up there when we get back. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We're gonna take the break and we'll come right back with our brother Abraham Hamilton the third. Host of the Hamilton Corner. You stay right there. Beat that music. Let's go. Man, I done had it. Dude, you can have it. Cactus only going to church to learn to stack the cabbage. Multiple collections, man, agreed is wreaking havoc. Dudes becoming preachers because they want to be living lavish. Man, this is madness. Pastors is savage. Passing the plate just to pass in the maverick. Pass through the script just to pass on the passage. That made the track from a pack that is massive. And it's attractive. Drawing the Pass through the scriptures to pass on the passage. Dude, somebody brilliant wrote that. <laughs> yeah, man. So, and it's so timely. It is. It is actually so timely. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's <laughs> on American Family Radio. I'm Miki, and I'm Will, and that's uh, one chosen one, Hamilton. I mean, 
chosen one with B-Sack music. <laughs> Look, I, I, tell, I tell people all the time, you can say it or you can rap it, uh-huh. but to say it and to say it so powerfully in a rap, I'm telling you, that's a special and unique type <laughs> yeah, of gift man. to Take get it skills. in the 16 bars. Take like skills. it just, it does. Anyways, all right. Um, so our brother is with us, Abraham Hamilton III, host of the Hamilton Corner, heard weeknights here on American Family Radio, 5 to 6 Central Standard Time. Um, we were talking about the Reverend Raphael uh, Warnock. Now, look, some people have said, I, I think it was actually Ellis who said that Warnock needs to remove Reverend from his name. Like, he needs to <laughs> take that off. Like, um, she going she, Yeah, she, well, I mean, you, could, hey, who did she work for? Come on. I mean, but you, you got to be cut from a certain cloth even to, you know, pass the interview process um so so yeah no she did go in but i think it's the right type of outrage i think this is where christians need to show the most outrage when there is a direct attack on the efficacy of the cross right Mm -hmm. and and what jesus christ did and even the fact that he rose again for our justification like i want to spend some time here because i want to make sure that we highlight the right amount of outrage Mm -hmm. like this is where people need to be like he said what? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this is where it doesn't need to be that thing where it's like, hmm, yeah, but at least he deleted the tweet. No, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think we need to kind of lean in on this. And I'm going to throw this out to you guys and then maybe have a conversation around it. I'm thinking as I read this, thinking about the scripture in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, where um, Paul charges Timothy to teach the word and how you you would have these people who would heap up for themselves, like collect for themselves, these teachers who would um, teach what their itching ears desired. And I'm thinking that not just looking at Raphael Warnock as a Democratic U.S. senator. And so then, you know, he kind of gets on our radar. I'm thinking about all the people who attend Ebenezer Baptist Church. Yeah. Right. Like I'm thinking of all of these people that it should be like if like if I, I'm just thinking if I were attending a church where my pastor tweeted out something that was heretical. Right. And only because of public backlash did he take it down. I'm thinking I feel like Forrest Gump, I need to run like I, I feel like I don't I you know. And so, gentlemen, help me on this. What is the right measure that we are to have when something like this happens? I'll just say that the the Christians that. Maybe he has taken this down because of need to remember this. Like, don't <laughs> let your memory be so short term. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like this is egregious. So yeah. if, if he's making a statement like this and if, in fact, he took it down because maybe some pushback from Christians or man, I think they need to remember this because if I'm not mistaken, his card is going to be pulled soon. Like mm-hmm. his term is not. Like the the full term, right? That's right. And so I think this should be for Christians a defining thing. Like this is this guy, you know, uh, is a pastor, and I guess he's posing to have certain beliefs. But when he's saying something like this, I think this should be like a, a deal breaker, a game changer for Christians in in Atlanta or in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I I think on on several different levels. First and foremost, I think about the people who are uh, members of the church that he purports to shepherd. Yeah. It really makes me wonder how much shepherding you can do uh, when he, he, he literally minimized the impact of the cross. Mm-hmm. He redefined salvation. But wouldn't you say that they must hear this on a consistent basis? That's what I'm going to say. I, I, I would have to ask the question, is this consistent with mm. his 
uh, sermon offerings or is this an aberration? Mm-hmm. That's the first question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For those who are in the immediate uh, members of the local congregation, because if this is not an aberration, then what are you gathering? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why are you gathering? Because yeah. Yeah. if the meaning of Easter is more transcendent than the resurrection yes. of Jesus Christ, yeah. more transcendent than the resurrection, mm-hmm. then the implication is that the meaning of Easter has bearing regardless if you are a follower of Jesus or not. Mm. Mm-hmm. How? <laughs> Sway? <laughs> yeah, right, right. He ain't got no right. answers. <laughs> yeah. Through, yeah. A, through a commitment to helping others, we are able to save ourselves. My question immediately will be wow. from what? Yeah. Right. How right. is that possible? But but now let me helping let me others? ask you let me ask you gentlemen this though. Mm-hmm. And and you know, stop me if I go too far and kind of rein it back in. But I I almost feel like this is sort of like part and parcel when you're talking about liberation theology. It yeah. is very self-focused. It, it yeah. is. It centers the person yeah. and what the person um, thinks and feels and benefits from, you know, what the person is owed or what the person deserves. And, and I'm wondering if we could have even just a kind of a short form, longer discussion on the meshing of liberation theology, even in the context of, you know, Christians who are black talking about this today and attempting to normalize it. Like, I feel like this should be very jolting because this is the natural outworking of this theology that, that it will minimize the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and what he ultimately came to do for us. You're absolutely right. Which, which makes it intrinsically a non-Christian doctrine Hmm. because the, the touchstone of liberation theology is that salvation is no longer eternity, eternity-centered and focused on the person and work of Jesus Christ. It becomes a works-based doctrine to where the veracity of your quote-unquote faithfulness is your commitment to liberating the oppressed poor. Mm-hmm. Right now. Right now, in the here yeah. and now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which, which is why I've said the first thing that I said, if this is not an aberration, mm-hmm. if this is consistent with what he always preaches <laughs> at, the, at Ebenezer Baptist Church, Mm-hmm. then there's an entire, a much broader conversation must be had with those people, which then mm-hmm. bring to the fore, then if that's what you've always been preaching, then why are you deleting it? Mm-hmm. Right. Your deletion is in an effort to deceive those who support you. Right. Because I could be wrong here, but I don't think Raphael Warnock is, is checking for the people who didn't vote for him. Mm. <laughs> right. I could that's be right. wrong there. Right. That's a right. man. But yeah. I don't think he's yeah. checking for the folks who didn't vote for him. So then if that is the case, then he is willing to be deceptive in what he actually believes in an effort to advance his political agenda. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think that I think that Joy Reid kind of touched on something in her tweet. This is the MSNBC host. Yeah. Um, I think she kind of touched on something in her tweet that I think is is worthy of discussion as mm-hmm. well. You know, too often we have this churchy approach. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate that I'm. it's like a churchy approach to truth. And maybe that sounds like a little bit oxymoronic, but here's what I mean. It's sort of like I don't investigate it. I just go based on what my church says. Like my pastor said this. And, and you know, touch not. Don't put your mouth on the prophet. And, and so so then we don't investigate. We don't study the word of God. We, we're not striving to be that workman, right? Yeah. And so then what happens is really this tweet that came from Joy Reid, it's like sort of the anchor. And I, want, I really want you guys to help me understand this because it's like the anchor 
and the weight of authority is on the person. And in Joy Reid's tweet, there's actually two people that she puts um, her weight and her trust on. It is the late Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, because notice right. she says his church. Uh-huh. So as if like that gives further weight to what Reverend Warnock says. So it's the late yeah. Dr. King yeah. and Reverend Warnock that she's going to anchor her belief and her conviction in what they say mm-hmm. rather than the word of God and Jesus Christ, who actually it's his church. He yeah. pre- presides over the church. This is hugely problematic. Yeah, it's very telling. Like when you see that, you see that, you know, she's like, well, I don't care what this person or that person said, the pastor said. And yeah. he's, you know, it's almost like the whole celebrity type mentality right. and you know this person knows best because of this title yep. yes you know so forget jenna ellis who is really speaking the truth the word the word you know no i'm going with pastor warnock <laughs> because he's in the line of dr king and and he's the pastor of this church and what, what he says I, I i just can bank that is is right man yeah. that just highlights you know something a big problem you huge know, within deficit the church. yeah it, it you have joy reed basically discouraging people from being Berean. Exactly. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yep. you, you have Joy Reid saying the opposite, which if you know, the Word of God tells us plainly the purpose of the church's function is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Mm-hmm. Amen. To, so that each, and this is something that should be more widely embraced in the church, but every believer is to be a theologian. Mm. That's right. Being a theologian isn't synonymous with being an academician, mm-hmm. but being a theologian is the doctrine of God who studies the doctrines of God. Right. Amen. God himself compels us to do that. Right. We mm-hmm. have a duty to do that, but what Joy Reid is conveying, which is something that is pretty prevalent in some ecclesiastical traditions yep. to where uh, you take the word of a person based on their position and their title. Yeah. Yikes. As opposed to being a student of the word yourself. Right. You right, know, right. but but this word of God instructs us to study to show ourselves mm-hmm. to be approved, you mm-hmm. know, to evaluate the spirit of a matter, you know, by the spirit. It It, it is Joy Reid doing the opposite. So it is, um, again, her encouraging the masses to not be Bereans mm-hmm. and take Mr. Warnock's word for it mm-hmm. because he's Mr. Warnock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Paul said the exact opposite, you know, some of you are saying you want Apollos. Because he's Come an on. esteemed rhetorician. Mm-hmm. He's, uh-huh. a, he's a scholar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't want it. And some of you are saying you're a Peter. You don't want to hear from Paul because mm-hmm. I present to you the word of God in simplicity, but in power. Mm-hmm. Come know? on. So <laughs> it, it is, man. And, and man. Ah, this, is, this is so grieving because for so long we have so many people who are, are being led astray currently because they have, been, they, have, uh, they have been trained almost and cultivated an appetite to simply take someone else's word for it, having yep. no desire themselves to see what the word of God says yeah, yeah, for themselves. Let's, let's do this. Let's kind of take a jog around scripture for our brothers and sisters who are listening. And they're saying, yeah, I kind of I understand that that is wrong. But what is our biblical defense here? Like when, when you hear something like that, because let's just be honest. There are some people who will be able to rattle off what, what we have been taught. So we know that's wrong because we have been taught. So so what we would be guilty then of rattling off is our version of just what someone said to us. Mm-hmm. Right. Rather than going to the scriptures, because this is what we're advocating for. We're advocating that people would we're saying go to the word of God, go to the word of God. And so one of the first scriptures that comes to my mind and, and I'll um, give you gentlemen an opportunity. Maybe some of the scriptures will overlap. 
likely they will. But Ephesians chapter two, mm-hmm. where the apostle Paul is, is talking about our salvation by grace through faith. And, and man, one of the points that I think is so worth highlighting is that as Paul is kind of laying this out, he kind of has this break in his sentence formation, right? Where he says twice in the particular passage that I'm, that I'm about to read, he says, by grace, you have been saved by grace. You have been saved. Mm -hmm. So again, not something that you've done yourself, but here in Ephesians chapter two, um, the apostle Paul writing to the Ephesians, he says, he says, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived and the passions of the flesh of flesh carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ. And then there's a break there. He says, he writes, by grace, you have been saved. And then he continues and raised us up. It's, mm-hmm. it's like there is this, this moment where like for the, for the apostle Paul, it's like, this is worthy of emphasis, right? Mm-hmm. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Verse eight, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. Man, and this is like, this is the tweetable part, like at <laughs> to Warnock here, right? And this is not your own doing. Mm-hmm. It's it's as if, if there's anything left open for discussion, like, well, maybe, no. Here, the apostle makes it very clear. This is not your own doing. Mm-hmm. It is the gift of God, not a result of works. Mm-hmm. My goodness, like how, I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> so that no one may boast. Okay gentlemen amen yeah i would say you know the book that we're we we're studying at home yeah i'm thinking about the book of galatians Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know basically this is another gospel which is not a gospel at all that he's putting out there you know and you know the the apostle paul talked about uh the 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 church there being disturbed by these who are coming in you know with all of this and how easily they have turned away but i see what he's doing as some of the same stuff like he's coming in and saying we can add this we can take this away from the gospel this is the gospel you know we can help ourselves and save ourselves yeah that's not the gospel at all and if he professed to be a pastor you know of a church like man he's preaching heresy that's you know if, if this is what he's talking about in his church like you said mm-hmm. we don't know if this is just a but man if this is what for him to tweet this i have to think this is what he believes and probably what he preached mm. i would see your <laughs> Ephesians 2 and galatians and I, galatians 3 oh it's already no we'll come back okay. no you you start now and then we'll pick up with you when we get back all right in. a short one galatians three twenty six. for you are all mm-hmm. sons of god through faith in christ jesus then mm-hmm which clearly eliminates his pre- presentation about the, the resurrection, I mean, Easter significance, whether you're Christian or not. Mm-hmm. Because there's an, a, an attempt to create commonality between mankind with this pursuit of salvation. When the Bible is explicit, salvation is only through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All people are equally God's creation, but not all people are members of God's eternal family. Oh, That's my right. goodness. Jesus That's Christ right. alone is the door. There's no other name under heaven by which men must be saved. It's through Jesus Christ. And on the flip side of the break, we can go to 1 Corinthians 15. 
Let's do it. You guys, do not go anywhere. Aaron the Addis is American Family Radio. We will be right back. <laughs> On American Family Radio, we do appreciate you spending this hour with us um, as we look at current cultural news and then filter that through an unapologetically biblical lens. Uh, we were taking a jog around scripture and, and really kind of discussing uh, Reverend Raphael Warnock's tweet over the weekend, which, my goodness, how offensive. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's one thing to have carnality just showing on a regular basis, but like, you know, yesterday... You know, like you just kind of think, come on, at least tuck that in. Like, don't let people see that <laughs> right. on, you know, Resurrection Sunday. Um, anyways, um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Path of Revelation. Fear nothing. Our brother Abraham Hamilton III, host of the Hamilton Corner, heard uh, weeknights here on American Family Radio, 5 to 6 Central. I recommend that you check it out. Joins us today. We are going to talk about Baltimore, but <laughs> of course, the gospel of first importance, right? Whenever there's an attack on the gospel, we want to make sure that we are rightly outraged uh, and that we respond to it in the culture. And so this is one of those um, opportunities that has presented itself. Before we went to the break, though, Abe, you were talking about the scriptures because we're talking about a biblical response to Raphael Warnock's tweet. And I'm going to just reset with the tweet here. Quote, the meaning of Easter is more transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Whatever you <laughs> whether you are Christian or not. Through a commitment to helping others, we are able to save ourselves, In quote. That tweet was later taken down, um, but not before some people jumped Man. on it and said, oh, this is heresy. And that that is not hyperbole. Right. I mean, this this is like the definition so, of it. This is so, what it looks like. So if you're not a Christian, you have the possibility of being saved through your commitment of helping others. That's what a- Am I wrong for? That's what he's I, saying. That's what he's saying. But. Okay, I want to respond to that. Please remind me to respond to that. But I want to let Abe go back to the scripture that the break grabbed us. Um, But please, let's go back to that. Okay. Yeah. Abraham. So we're talking about biblical defense. Yeah. And the whole chapter, 1 Corinthians 15, but I'll just I'll just I'll just start here. Verse three in chapter 15 says, for I delivered to you as a first importance Mm -hmm. what I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on, for the sake of time, to verse 13. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, not even Christ has been raised. Mm. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, your faith also is in vain. Mm-hmm. Come on. Moreover, we are even found to be false witnesses of God because we testified against God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise if, in fact, the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, even Christ is, even, not even Christ has been raised. 
And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. Come on. You are still in your sins. So contrary to what, and I'm sorry, I can't say reverend. No, go ahead. Yeah. I can't call him reverend. <laughs> because no, if good. he says that Easter is more transcendent than the resurrection of Christ, then he posits a mechanism towards salvation that transcends Christ. He is literally contradicting scripture. Yeah. Because right. scripture says if Christ has not been raised, there is, then we are all still that's in our the, sins. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how much you help your neighbor. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how much you help someone else. If Christ has not been raised, then you are still in your sins. Yeah. Yes. Which is why I asked when he says, in regards to Christ, whether you're Christian or not, you can still be saved by helping one another, which is why I said saved from what? Yes. Okay. And so let's let's go back to that. That's that's a great segue because I think that is the question. What is it that we are suggesting that people might be saved from? And and I think that it is this type of um, you know self-centered salvation that people are talking about. It is it is a temporal saving of oneself, if it can even be described as saving. But I think when you go to the scriptures and you read Romans chapter five, we have to understand what we are talking about when we say saved. So Romans chapter five, verse six, for while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Verse mm -hmm. nine, since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when the question is saved <laughs> from what? And the answer is biblically the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you're not doing that for yourself. That's right. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't care how much work you're putting in. I don't care what you're doing. You are not, under any circumstances, saving yourself from the wrath of God. It is, in fact, this wrath that was poured out on Jesus Christ, him standing in our place now and his resurrection justifying us. Mm -hmm. And so when you detach, but I think people don't, and well, yes, people have caught it. Obviously, he's gotten some pushback. Yeah. But far too many in the church in certain contexts do not catch this and think of this as sort of like a oh I mean you know you're doing good work so mm -hmm. so maybe you're not being caught up in the world I, I don't even know how you make this work guys <laughs> it, it, it doesn't work no matter how you try to make it work and, and I think there are some who caught it but I, I don't think there is a broad enough and wide enough visceral rejection of what is being presented here mm -hmm. because we, we live in a culture where as someone, first name starts with a W, someone may call them the great, says often <laughs> when we make less of Christ, we, we make more of everything else. And That's so right. our culture is ripe for everything else to be made more of. Mm. So the, the suggestion that, man, we should help one another, you know, falls upon a culture eagerly mm. re ready to receive that. You know, yeah, so right. in, in an era wow. where, you know, we need unity. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we just time yeah. to time to come together. Heal right. the world. And, <laughs> and virtue. We, and virtue. We need unity yes. and we need virtue. And, yes. and we need do-gooders. We need people who are going to cancel folks because they're bad. Yes. And, and we get to determine what the badness is. Like, we've defined bad. And so we get to cancel people who are bad according to our standards, right? Mm -hmm. So then... We also get to watch this. We get to save people that we decide are good mm. and who are the people who are good, except those who do good. And we have also determined what good is. That's right. Wow. Good according to our standards. And so this is 
I, I feel like this is, especially even the show is endemic of it. I feel like this is a Jude moment. You know, Jude, yeah. wrote, man, I wanted to write to you guys concerning this faith that we hold in common, but I, I couldn't get to that <laughs> because there are false brethren who have crept in unawares, on. who have perverted the grace of God into lasciviousness. Mm. Yeah. And so Jude goes on to say, man, listen, we must earnestly contend when you this man or at 903 a.m. <laughs> on <laughs> April 4th, the day that the world is identifying and celebrating the resurrection of the Lord. Right. He Come goes on. on to say, yeah, the resurrection is really not that big of a deal. Oh, the resurrection is really not that big of a deal that we can go eat our spinach like Popeye, roll up Come our on. own sleeves mm-hmm. and save ourselves. And this is how we do it. Mm. This man has literally taken a shot at the throne of God. Come mm. on. Come man. on. Literally. And there are far <laughs> too many of our brethren who are kind of like, eh, you know, eh. man. no big deal. So to that point, um, to, to that point, you know, and, and you want to be careful. You know, we, we work in media, so we want to use words like allegedly and things like that. So just insert it here. Allegedly. Right. So but to that point. OK. Um. I, I wonder out loud if it's not safe to assume that this is that this truly is a natural outflow of what is regularly taught to the Ebenezer members. I, I just that don't imagine that on Sunday you just had this epiphany where you're like, you know what? No, nah. eh, it doesn't matter so much. Like, how do you how do you you know, yeah. for, for most time zones, that's pre church time. You're getting ready. You're putting right. on your aftershave, uh, yeah. and and that just comes to you. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it was just a happenstance. I, I think you know. And I, I look. I wonder what the the sermon was for the that morning. But <laughs> you know, I, I I think that was intentional. It was crafted the way that he wanted to to put it out there, and because of the pushback, he deleted it. You know, but I think that that was what he wanted to say. So, Abraham. Final thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I, I have a hard time disagreeing with Will because, as, as I said earlier, when you look at the full scope of, of Raphael Warnock's history, he presents himself as a scholar of liberation theology, an apologist and defender for Jeremiah Wright, who, who is a theological descendant of James Cone, mm-hmm. uh, which he would include himself in that panoply. Mm-hmm. Then this would be consistent with that thought process. Mm-hmm. you know. And so, and again, if this is something that is consistently offered through the pulpit of the church, where he preaches, then the pushback is not, I mean, the, the deletion of the tweet is not because of his parishioners hearing about it. Mm-hmm. It's because that it doesn't play politically. Right. Which is even, it, it, it is, it exacerbates the egregiousness of his heresy because he adds to that heresy a bit of deception mm-hmm. because he doesn't want the people who would support him politically to know what he really believes mm-hmm. theologically. Yeah. Mm, well, okay, then l- let me say this before we move to Baltimore in short, but then then that is that gives me a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of hope because because if we still have the kind of constituents that this tweet could sway them then that's almost sort of like a flashlight that is kind of almost burnt out like but it's it's still kind of there's a little bit of light yeah. am i just now, do I you would, guys see it or no <laughs> i would i would agree that there is hopeful? is hope there you know uh not you know I, the pushback to me is an encouragement. I'm glad yeah. that, you know, people were speaking out uh, whatever happened, happened to cause him to delete it. I don't think he deleted it saying, oh man, I was tripping when I wrote this. I think, you know, let me take that back. Mm-hmm. I think he fully meant what he said. 
Mm-hmm. But because of the pressure, you know, he pulled it back. And I, that does give me hope. That there's still pressure. Yeah. 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 I hope so. I really oh. do. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I'm serious. I hope so. Love hopes all. I hope so. Oh, man. <clears throat> All right, then, Abraham, um, former prosecutor. I was so bothered by this story, and I thought, man, I I really want help to make sense of this, not only just, like, the legal aspects of it, but the spiritual implication of it. I know we only have about five minutes. Baltimore no longer going to prosecute prostitution, Mm. drug possession, and things like that, things that they consider low-level offenses. They said they've been doing this. Uh, They did this in 2020 to kind of curb, you know, the – capacity of the prisons in the midst of uh, during the pandemic and they're saying we're going to stay right here Marilyn Mosby um you know help help us understand this and I know I'm asking you to do a lot in a little <laughs> yeah um it it is this is not anything new this has been a, been a, a a long held plank for those who I would describe as regressives uh mm-hmm. to use the criminal justice system as an outlet for social justice activism so um, it's important to note that Marilyn Mosby is one of the many prosecutors around the country who got elected with the support of George Soros. He openly mm. supported her campaign <laughs> um, the, in an effort to they say uh, release, uh, reduce jail populations. They basically seek, are seeking to decriminalize certain crimes. And it just immediately on, on the, the natural front, it immediately gives great concern to me because they're only evaluating the, pro- the, the, the crime of prostitution from an individual basis, not recognizing that, wait a minute. There are lots of criminals in the large scale organized crime world who will see this as a perfect opportunity to find a new outlet for what is a metastasizing problem in our country, Mm. which is sex trafficking. Yes. They're not considering how Mm. this will make Baltimore a haven for sex traffickers Mm. because they will now find uh, a lack of an impediment for them utilizing this as um, as a trade. Yeah. And okay, yeah. So, so, but Abe, they, we, they, they have to know that, right? Or, or do you think they really that has not occurred to them? Or they don't care. It, it's, it's either <laughs> they, I, it's hard. I'll be hard pressed to say they don't know. I, I, it must not register as high with them on the radar scale. Wow. Um, because I don't see wow. how you could you could pursue that. There are other things you could do with, you know, if if your concern is about. A prostitute, unless it's real, the majority of the prostitutes are female. They're not mm-hmm. exclusively, but a large majority are female. There are right. other things you can do other than decriminalizing prostitution in order to serve who you recognize as being drug addicted, people who are prostituting on an individual basis. But to, to ignore the reality of organized crime is woefully ignorant if you are a criminal justice professional. Then you add into that the spiritual implications because there is a broader movement to destigmatize what they call "quote unquote" sex work, mm-hmm. which the Bible calls fornication and, Id- and adultery. Right. Yeah. So what they are seeking to do is to nullify the impact of God's word, <laughs> and to give dignity to, <laughs> and you guys know it, adding sin plus monetary enrichment from Come the on. sin to create a greater stronghold for this bondage. It's yep. not surprising that this is happening when pornography is at all-time mm-hmm. highs in mm-hmm. our country because what they're seeking to do is to blunt the conviction from the Word of God oh, against God. fornication and adultery. And they're doing it under the banner of social justice, but what it is is shaking a fist in the face of a holy God. So when we look at it this way and when we discuss it in these terms, brothers, then we can clearly see 
not by use of hyperbole, we can clearly see that this is truly wicked. It yes. truly is wicked. It's not just, oh, this is horrible. That It truly is wicked. Yes. All right, we're out of time. Brother Abraham, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. All right, until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.